What's up, everyone? It's me, AJ. And his guest that never left, Sarah. And you're listening to Broadway with AJ. And Sarah. Huzzah. Are we here? <laughs> We're here. We're here. <laughs> AJ's mic check consisted of him yelling, and I'm just sitting here. When do we ever yell? When do we need that? We're in um, a library study room, too, so just... Envision the two of us sitting across from a table. Sarah's got a dead face, and AJ's just sitting there yelling into a microphone. So, <laughs> with our bajillion <laughs> bags around our our setup, my, here. I'm like trusty suitcase. Here. I know. I need to really consolidate the recording equipment situation. But anyways, you're gonna find that you're gonna need a bigger something to schlep around. I, I think I'm gonna copy you and get one of those big suitcases. That's yeah. really cool. It is really cool. But yeah. So I'm glad you mentioned it. <laughs> glad you mentioned. It. Ah. ah. <laughs> That's what the sound check was like. Um, so Sarah and I had some fun little interviews. We went to go see Young Frankenstein at WVLO. So we're going to cue those up now for you and hope you enjoy. Do you want to say anything? I hope you enjoy as well. <laughs> and roll the tape. So we are joined by the lovely... David da- Mister. David Mister, who is playing Igor. Igor. Um, talk oh my to God, you're Mister Mister. That is true. I love it, Mister Squared. That is true. <laughs> Great. Okay. So, talk to us about this role. By the way, this is like an insane role. I, I just have to say. I mean, he's a cartoon. Let's be honest. He, he is. Yes. Yeah. He is, but like, you, I mean, we did a little vote, and it was unanimous that you were our favorite character like on <laughs> stage you. that you just were just like hilarious and uh, i mean you're comedic relief definitely like sure. throughout yeah, the the, sh- the show um but it was i mean it was just really charming and you made it just i don't know unexpectedly funny like i knew the running jokes were coming and that sort of thing too but um it was it was really charming and like i don't know we were giggling over there do you normally play like these kinds of is that of your roles? typical role a character role like that that's a really good question uh i do end up doing a lot more uh, comic supporting parts, um, but I've also kind of switched it up. I played Monty Navarro in um, Gentleman's Guide uh, nice. right on the stage in 2019. and um, But yeah, m- more often than not, uh, comedic roles, especially if there's a wacky voice involved, um, Barfy and Spelling Bee, for example, um, you sort of pull that out and people are like, oh, wow, you do the voice. It's like, yeah, okay, well, yes, I do. Um, um, so how many times did it take you during rehearsal to like get the accent down, get the movements down, the the feel of the character? Um, the movement piece was probably the last to come uh, because it was this idea of like, what exactly is the hump situation going to look like, mm. right? And how is that going to feel? And how are you going to react to it? And that didn't really come until we had costumes. So like like the last Oh, week. you didn't have like one for rehearsal purposes no, or I anything didn't. like that? Okay. Um, but most characters I approach by finding what their voice is first. And I just I have a singing background and sort of bring that mm-hmm. uh, into my character development. And so a lot of his character was suggested by the voice and by uh, just Marty Feldman in general. Like he's so wacky and (laughs) and awesome in the movie. Um, But just knowing like, what is this Cockney character doing in the middle of an American and his fiance and all of these Transylvanians with questionable European accents that sort of are from everywhere. everywhere, And he is so specific, right? He is 
Cockney, but like his family's been in this place forever and they're very distinct. Igor's just Igor. Uh, but once I sort of had that foundation to build from, a lot of the the text suggests, um, you know, the nature of the jokes. And obviously the movie was so popular with everybody. Um, I've never seen the movie. Oh, you should. This, this was legitimately my first time seeing the show. Yeah. <laughs> there are some <laughs> things you can't do in a stage show that you can do in a movie that just are really wonderful. Marty Feldman just has this iconic look because he, he has, he actually had a, a physical like structural, like skull difference. And so his eyes can point in opposite directions mm-hmm. and they're a little bit bug eyed. And so there's this, um, they utilize that in the film. They too. do. And so there's this element of like, how do you bring someone and an actor who is so iconic and do the role in honor of them, but also Make like it, your own. it has to be your own because otherwise the performance is not as affecting to the audience, I think. Well, and I think that's always tricky. I mean, as an actor to play a character who is kind of known by the original actor, yep. you know, I mean, when the character is iconic because of the person that played it, you know, like I just feel like anybody that plays Dorothy, like just never has a shot of being like truly like what everybody's thinking Judy in there. Garland. Yeah. It's like, okay. I mean, you, you tried, you tried, you did a great job, yes. but you're not Judy, you know? Exactly. Um, and I mean, it's, it is a challenge. So, I mean, I'm glad that you found some ways to bring it to your own, even though I'm the one person in the audience that had <laughs> no frame of reference for She's it. So I thought it was great. Every time. In Amazing. The yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll watch the movie. I'm like, eh, well, he's no David. He's yeah. no David. <laughs> no one beats David. Um, so what's like your favorite role you've ever played in community theater? It's a great question. Uh, probably Quasimodo in Hunchback. Oh, um, you got a type. He's typecast. This is the third of three Hunchback musical theater roles that I've done. The three are Quasimodo, uh, which I did in 2018, and then Archibald Craven in The Secret Garden, which I did last Christmas. Love that show. And yeah, just gorgeous music. Um, I've been wanting to do that that one for a really long time. Uh, And then Igor and Young Frankenstein's the last one. Someone said, well, there's one more in theater. You gotta play Richard the Third, and I went. Mm. I was gonna say, what other what other hunchbacks does he? Richard the Third. Richard the Third. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Is no. I can't think of any is, other. Hunchback. Um, I mean, what's obviously. what's their name from Spamalot? Are they really a hunchback, or is it just because they're doing the coconuts the entire Patsy? time? Patsy. Patsy <laughs> played that role already. Okay. Okay. So check that off the list of questionable hunchbacks. Yep. <laughs> He's just got a giant backpack. Okay. It's <laughs> blended in so well. Exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so hunchback aside, um, and gender aside, of course, what other role in the show would you like to play that you like? That's obviously not your role. Uh, probably Frau Blucher. Uh, ah. Just something about roles that that are so specific really lends itself to me coming in and being able to find the way I'm going to do that and just nail it, and then. Uh, there are roles in shows that are a little bit more, I'll just say bland, right? In terms of like how they're written and you have to bring so much to that process. Um, I'd much rather have the text tell me more um, and and for the character to have something really well-defined as opposed to here's a cipher, let's see what you do with it. Yeah, love yeah. that. 
can be a challenge. Now you're telling us that you're going to be in a little night music coming up here. Do you want to put a little plug in for that? Absolutely. Uh, it opens in late January 2024, which sounds super far in the future, but uh, no, it's just a few months away. Uh, right here in the Saratoga Civic Theater, South Bay Musical Theater is doing a little night music. Yeah, no, we're excited. We're excited to see that. Now yeah. we know more people in it. We yes. know David, our best friend David. <laughs> He's our best friend now. <laughs> okay, yeah. well, well, thank you, David, for coming on Broadway with AJ and Sarah. Absolutely. And we look forward to seeing you again. Appreciate the taking the time uh, to sit down with me. And uh, Guys, we're literally sitting on the ground. It's we're, great. We're sitting on the ground. It's very <laughs> And hard. it's our own choosing because we were offered like many chairs and benches and stuff. And we're like, no, we're fine. We're five. We can do crisscross applesauce. Yes. <laughs> so the ground here is very It is not because it was not offered. <laughs> it's because AJ and I were like, no, we love sitting on the ground. We're theater kids. I mean, I feel yeah. like that's just, it's normal. Yeah, that yeah. totally describes <laughs> us. Theater children. <laughs> theater children. <laughs> well, thanks so much. Of All course. right. Bye, bye, David. Bye. Huzzah. We're back. Huzzah. And we're with Michael Frillier. Yeah, good hey, job. Did That's I great. get it? Yeah. Okay, I've said it once, guys, so it's never going to be heard again. It's From now on, it's Michael F. and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So Michael plays the monster and... That you did. You were phenomenal. I mean, <laughs> what can I say? Thank you so much. I really he played it. the monster and he stayed in character the entire show. Oh, I'm, I'm asleep for half of it. I, yes. lay on a, I lay on a table most of that show. <laughs> Have you ever actually fallen asleep, though? No, I can't. Table? Because there, I'm laying on that table, but like Jerry's stepping on top of me and then you know people are poking me in the neck, so I never really fall asleep. Okay, well... Better luck next time. Yeah, yeah I wish, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, so I was wondering, too, because your makeup is amazing. It but, is. And I was like, okay, is part of that, like, part of the prosthetic from the headpiece that came, your Franken-mullet yeah. that you have? <laughs> my, my sweet bald cap? Yeah, it's, it's something there. I was going to say, talk to us about that hair hairpiece. Yeah, so it's, um, uh, Christine does all my makeup, and it's incredible. It's uh, great. She constructs she did a great job. bald cap that um, she puts hair on it. She paints it before every weekend, and oh, wow. we've only we've already gone through one because there's I think they're supposed to be like non-reusable, but we reuse them um, because why you know, not? You know, yeah, eco-friendly or whatever. Sure. Um, and we're uh, cheap. But yeah. I'm just <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> All right, yeah. I mean, you know, I was, I, I'll toe the line. Um, <clears throat> and so it's just a bald cap with hair on it, and uh, she has a bunch of little stickers that she puts around the bald cap, and then she slaps it on my head first. And then after she combs all my hair down. Um, and Can I then, take a picture while you're talking? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Okay, there we go. Um, and then it's after it's all on, she puts on the zipper on my neck, which is like a latex. Uh, it's oh. off now, but um, it's like a latex right. uh, prosthetic. And then uh, she paints. Yeah, no, the f it like is amazing, guys. I just took an awkward photo of him, so AJ will post that up. I with will. That's good. The thing I will so never that look at that photo because I can't stand <laughs> looking at myself normally. So, especially not with all this on. Well, Sarah, no, it looks Sarah really cool. Sarah always says that she's not photogenic. So I'm not photogenic. It, show him the picture from last night, the live photo where I'm walking in front of the stage. I will show. This him. is like proof that I'm not <laughs> photogenic. It's, it's quite the scene. I feel I'm, that very deeply. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. See, that looks, that's kind of, well, that kind of looks like don't the alien. Don't get distracted by the beautiful set. It <laughs> kind of looks There's like the alien from Science, you <laughs> yeah. know, when he's walking down the alleyway. <laughs> <laughs> she, that's what she was conjuring, actually. That, that is. I, was, <laughs> I just somehow wanted to, he was like, oh, the set's beautiful. I want to take a picture. I was like, oh, I'm going to walk. <laughs> She was preparing for her stint in Young Frankenstein, you know. Of course, yes. yeah. Hey, any day you want to put on the shoes and put on I'm the I'm your cap. understudy. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> even with the shoes, she's 5'6". 
<laughs> and they're like, "Wow, look at this massive creature." Okay, but actually, Sarah, you would you would literally be. So oh, actually, I feel I feel like if they're like ever like let's do an all female cast, like <laughs> I'd be ready. Be that would be fun if all female and everybody else needs to be incredibly short. <laughs> they're all children. It's all seven year olds. Yeah, I, I accidentally junior. auditioned for a junior play. Uh, young Frankenstein. <laughs> it's a youth play, and I just misunderstood the audition notice. <laughs> is there a junior version of this show? Please. I hope no, not. No, no. Okay, what if are they going to be? Some of those songs are just going to have to be so censored. It would just, mm, yeah. who knows? Instead of deep love, it's true love. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. You nice. Know, it, could, it could be. Let's, yeah, we'll talk to Mel Brooks I, about I feel it. like yeah. yes, yeah. <laughs> right on that. Yeah. Um, let's let's ask him about his his uh, his wonderful portrayal of the monster. Um, what's your favorite moment in the show? For yeah, you? Um, I love the. I have a couple. Um, one of them is, I feel like I spend so long being intentionally clumsy and kind of awkward and walking around. And so when we do put on the Ritz, and I kind of we go through the first half of that number. And then we do the whole shadow thing where I'm dancing with the shadow and then the, the actual tappers come out and they are awesome. And then I have done like virtually no real dancing up to that point. And then I get to come out and finally do just the teeniest little bit of actual dancing. And it feels really good because I'm like, ha ha, see, I can do things. <laughs> yeah. No, I, there's that moment when you start with the, the cane bit where yeah. it's actually smooth. And I was like, okay, that's his like big introduction into being like a functional human. Right, yeah. This is an air quotes here. Yeah, he's human, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And it, the choreography's so fun, and it's so... Um, I've always wanted to do... Doing the trenches in those giant boots is kind of scary. Um, but yeah. uh, other than that, that's probably my... That's my all-time. I just love putting on the Ritz. It's really long, and I'm tired by the end of it, but it feels really nice to do. It's such a fun song, too. Um, yeah. What would you say is your, you know, like... Well, let me ask you this first. Did you originally audition for <laughs> The Monster? Uh, I, I auditioned for everything. I was, you okay. put me wherever you want me. I'm happy to do whatever. I would have been happy anywhere. This is such a fun show. Um, I was super happy to be able to do this, though. I, I, uh, I, th I was like, well, maybe I'm, you know, I'm six serene real, you know, without the boots. So I was like, well, I'm probably going to be oh, wow. into that anyway. But because well, yeah. I, I kind of feel like it would be kind of one of those roles, kind of like in Adam's family, that role, like, of, like lurch. The, oh, lurch, lurch, where like he doesn't get to say anything, you know. Mm -hmm. But then, I mean, the monster does get to like have this, you know, the moment at the end. So mm -hmm. I, I do appreciate that. Yeah, I do try um, to vary my growls up a little bit. Yes, yes. So final question: mm -hmm. If you could play any other role in the show, who would you play? Ooh, that's a good question. I, I would love to just do this again. I feel like I really, now that I've done it, I can't imagine doing anything else. But um, I really, I love the way that Keith plays Inspector Kemp. Um, and oh, so I, I know, too. and his, the way he yeah. moves his arm is incredible. And I was, I just never even thought he rings out every possible thing he can from that. And I think that'd be really cool. To no, do he uses just for the, the physical comedy like really well. And, I mean, I think that's kind of the fun of this show. Like, I think, you know, definitely your character included like everybody has their own thing that they bring to it and it's all kind of like slapsticky mm -hmm. stuff but uh, nobody's really doing the same thing so I mean it's interesting to watch and it makes everybody funny and you guys seem to play off of each other very well have definitely. you done have you done shows with many of the folks in the cast here no this is this is my first show with WVLO and my first show with like 90% of the cast. Oh, nice. Um, so, Very uh, this good. is super, super fun. fun. Yeah, it was super fun. And everyone's so welcoming and nice and um, supportive. So, Oh, perfect. So, what's yeah. next on the docket for you? Um, you know, and that I, I, like every other theater person in the world, I was like, oh, take a break. You know, it's about time to take a break. But uh, no, I'm, I'm, as we always do, we get ripped <laughs> in different things. So, yes. I'm um, vocal directing a show down in Gilroy over at Pantello Comedy Theater, oh, Spelling nice. Bee. 
Um, oh, so nice. that's going to be in January, I think. So cool, cool. Well, thanks That'll for coming fun. on yeah. the podcast. Yeah, we thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course, everyone come see Young Frankenstein. Two more weekends left. Woo. <laughs> All right, final round of interviews for today. We are sitting down <laughs> with the director, Ali Bailey. I can pronounce both of your names. <laughs> <laughs> Michael had to like train me ahead of time before we started, and then I said it once, and I was like, "Oh, that's it." Wait, no, is. <sighs> What is it? Fri- <laughs> you said you weren't going to try Fri- again, remember? Frillier? Frillier? Fr- Frillier? Frillier? She's like, I don't know. Frillier. That's not the way I've been pronouncing it, so I well, don't... Well, uh, I, don't, I don't think... I don't... No, it's frill, like on a, cur- a sh- shirt. Oh, gosh. Michael. Michael. <laughs> I said I wouldn't say it again, and then I went back on it, and I should have just stuck to my guns. Michael F. Michael F. But we have Allie. Okay, so you know what's funny is we both know Allie, but in different realms. And I I mean, I only kind of know Allie. Right. But um, she directed the uh, Christmas story at SVCT last year, and both my children were in it. Um, and they Aww. had such a good experience with you. Oh, so, thank I mean, you. that's the, the good news. I think always, you know, leaving your kids with somebody, especially in a show that's like, it wasn't a children's show. Like, no. it just was a show with children playing children type thing which can be a um it's a different vibe than a children's it was show. yeah i treated them all as as professionals because yeah. i was like i don't well, know what to do with 10 you know children. what but those kids were all really responsible though they were like those kids i mean they were all kids still don't get me wrong i know who my children are I mean, she's probably like uh okay no no they, but. but they were i mean they were great i could tell you how how great they were in their each individual way xander helped me out with all of the fight call things and he would <laughs> sure. make sure that everyone was safe and that no one got hurt yeah. um and so he would stand there with a the stage manager during fight call to make sure that Everybody was safe. It was lovely. And Tristan, oh my God, so talented. Such an adorable little he's flick. so cute, isn't he? When he yeah. got his little tongue stuck to the pole. Oh, so cute. Yeah. He's a cutie. He's a cutie. And just so professional. He would just come and he would do his thing and like, it was great. Yeah. He's a true actor. He is. He is. <laughs> and that's one of the bajillion shows you've directed this year alone, it seems like. And this is the latest victim. Uh, and... The show was so delightful. Oh yeah! So I was I was telling the the guys earlier I've never seen the movie or anything. Okay. Like so this was like my first experience with it. Have you been in the show? Have you directed it before? Like what drew you to to directing this? Honestly, uh, Nancy. Nancy drew me. She uh, <laughs> Nancy begged me. She well, no, <laughs> no she came, she came to me. We've been wanting to work together. I think for like five years now. I had interviewed um, for WVLO before, but the timings didn't line up yeah. uh, with my schedule. And, and and she always wanted to get me back into WVLO. And so she came with this project, and we had coffee. And she was like, "Hey, you wanna you wanna direct Young Frankenstein?" And I was like, "Uh." Y- yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. I want to work with you. Yes. Um, but I, you know, like almost every show I've done, I haven't seen the show before I agree to direct it. Okay. <laughs> that uh, is a and strategy. S- and so then I go and I do my research, you know, and so I went and I, I, I'm sure I rewatched the movie. I'm sure I've seen it. I mean, I'm a huge Mel Brooks fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom, you know, raised me on Blazing Saddles and Spaceballs and uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights, but I just didn't remember Young Frankenstein specifically. So I went back and watched the movie and I went, oh, Okay, okay, okay. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. And so I wanted to bring the nostalgia for the people that love the movie because Mel Brooks also wrote the musical. Okay. Right. So it's, right. it's his work, you know, um, but I wanted to bring that nostalgia uh, in, which is why Inspector Kemp has the exact facial hair as the guy in the movie. Okay. Um, Keith was willing to do that for me. I was like, hey, Keith. Oh, like that's his actual <laughs> that facial hair. That is his actual oh, facial fine. hair. Oh, that's, cool. that's cool. Yeah. Apparently people treat you differently when you have that facial hair. Oh. <laughs> not, not too kindly, apparently. Um, oh. But, uh, but he's a real trooper true actor you know um and and shaved it off and and the the horses and frau blucher and um just some of the the nostalgia to make you feel like if, if you liked the movie and then and then just to to kind of amp it up and make it more interesting you know if you're not a fan of the movie then you can just have a lot of fun at the musical i always like a lot of things going on you know on stage not just one thing but there's always something to see yeah, no, there there was a lot going on, including there were like a lot of set pieces. There were. I mean, and I honestly am usually not a fan of too many set pieces mm-hmm. on the stage, but I feel like they were utilized really well. They had a purpose, yeah, which they, is nice. They did. They had a purpose. They set all the scenes really well and like people interacted with them a lot. You know, they weren't just something that like the stage crew had to drudge on for really no purpose like something that couldn't have just been like projected onto the back screen so um they really did they added a lot of depth to the scenes um but they were just like well constructed like the first um the bookshelf thing that came out and i was like how long did that take to make? And I don't know if you guys rented it or whatever. No, it was actually built, and uh, Matt Vandercook built it, and he used to be the assistant technical director for Opera San Jose. Okay. And I brought him over to to work with us, Um, and so he has a lot of experience in master carpentry as well, and so um, Stephen Wathen, the set designer, designed all the pieces, and he made a little model, so everything was to scale, and we sat down, and we talked about what was absolutely necessary and what could be on the backdrop Mm -hmm. and so I kept trying to cut set pieces I was like there's not a lot of space friend you know and uh but he he has all the stills from the movie like he has all the production like photo stills and so like the painting is accurate yeah I was gonna say the 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 use of the psych and then also the 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 cloth that came down Mm -hmm. both were great he painted all of that that's crazy so he painted this this roll drop we knew that we had to have a roll drop so we could make the scene changes be efficient Mm -hmm. uh, with all of the scenery and so he hand painted that entire roll drop and then he painted every projection you see and he's painted every tiny piece of stone now they have a huge volunteer community here and they helped paint all the base work on all of the the pieces but then mm-hmm. Stephen goes back in with that detail, detail and like it makes it three-dimensional it's a ama- i was so blessed to work well, and with it's him it's a skill i feel like set painters that can really make textures come alive mm-hmm. um it's it's harder than it looks. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean I feel like everyone can y- have big ideas. And I think yes. and I, well and I think that it's not appreciated. I mean and that's the thing is really you don't notice it unless it's horrible. And then you're like, "Oh, that doesn't look good." <laughs> yeah. And so that's the thing. It's like nobody really notices totally. it when it's fantastic. And uh just, you know, shout out, it looked fantastic. And it was noticeable that all the sets were just a star in themselves. Right. I totally agree. I felt very blessed to get to work with Stephen Wath. And he worked on um, Gumby and for Lucas Films, like super talented. 
cool. man in the business. And he did all the um, the uh, automa- uh, animation. So when the ship leaves, like that's him. And pulling. the train and stuff. Yeah, he yeah. did everything to 3D scale. And so they're vid- they videoed that and he's pulling the little and How he funny. made the trees and like all of that he made and did old school animation style oh, a little, and neat. the little fireworks that shot up those were <gasps> that so we did we put in technically after the fact so dan singletary uh helped me out he's um the the projection um not designer but the the projection guru technician yeah. specialist <laughs> yeah and i was like i really want fireworks dan can you help me oh, it out? was funny it was funny and it was a good little shick yeah, that makes me so happy every time I see those fire. Like I just jump up and down for joy in tech every time I saw my fireworks. It was very exciting to me. I also want to shout out the amazing orchestra because oh my goodness, the, like not one note was off. It was it they was were great. Amazing. They were great, and we love live pits. It's just sadly not something you get to see a lot anymore. Right. And when you have so many people that are obviously just like amazing musicians, like. We have like it's f- great five musical directors in the pit. Like, yes, and and Sean, our music director, is amazing. He had the orchestra contracted before we even had the show cast. Like he had his orchestra down, and the the violinist is an award winning violinist from uh, San Francisco. Like a, an amazing talented nice. musician. So we got really blessed to have Sean as our MD and contract. That's so our fun. pit. We were very lucky. Yeah. No, you you guys were, but it like it paid off. Like it really just enhanced everything for sure. So can I ask you who's your favorite character in the show? Like what's one of your Oh wow, that's or, a or really good could, question. Like or if you could play, you know, because I know you're the director, but if you could play one of the roles yourself, who would you like to play? You know, the horses are my favorite. Oh. <laughs> they are fun. They are really fun. I, I fought for those horses. Um <laughs> Let's see which character. Um, wow, I you know I I really like Igor. I would say yeah, that he's a fan favorite for sure. Yeah, we <laughs> so enjoyed him. We just like throughout the entire show. I mean, that's the thing is like I'm trying to think like there's nobody that I really didn't enjoy, right? Right. But I feel like he would be a fun character to play though. <gasps> totally. Like you know he has so many funny little bits, and um, I feel like um, I feel like. Oh, God, I already forgot his name. Sorry, David, David, Mr. 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 Um, I feel like he really, like I could tell things he did to make it his own, but I feel like it's a character that could be played like a million different ways and still be hilarious. Yes. Yes. He came in with, with the character and uh, he, re- he required very, I mean, a lot of them required very little direction, to be honest, with their characters. And is that how, is that your directing style to kind of like see what the actors bring and then build your feedback off of that or... If you have a particular vision from the get-go, are you telling telling them that, you know, I really want the character to veer in this lane? I mean, I think the most important thing is theater is about collaboration, mm-hmm. right? And so you want to you wanna have a collaboratory environment. Um, but I think for me, the, the most important thing is to figure out what do the characters want? What are we trying to tell with the story? And if we don't have the goals and motivation behind everything, it's not just pretty singing and pretty dancing, because that's boring. I mean, it's pretty, but it's boring, right? Agreed. But if you if you know what their objectives are and what they want to get and why they're doing what they're doing and why they're saying what they're saying, and we can nail that, then we can tell a pretty fantastic story that's engaging and pulls you in and makes you want to watch it. Love it. I love it. Well, I'll leave you with one final question. I like to ask all the directors, um, what's your favorite moment from creating the show or bringing it to life from rehearsal process, from tech, or anything? Wow. Um, 
you know, getting to work with this group of actors was very special, I would say. Um, they were, not only are they extremely talented, but they're all genuinely nice people. Mm. There was no drama. <laughs> the drama was left on the stage, you know? That's um, good. <laughs> and so to have, and they cared about each other. Like we started from day one to try to build bonds and relationships because they, not everybody knew everyone. And to show, because it's such a small town, Transylvania is such a small town, you want everybody to get to know everyone. You, or I mean, mm, sorry, I didn't say that right. It's okay. <laughs> you want everybody to have this close-knit relationship. You want to believe that they're in a small town because everybody knows everybody's business. And so you have to build that with your actors, which is what I tried to do yeah. with A Christmas Story as well. And I think that they, they excelled at that. They they took their breaks together. Nobody was on their phone. You know, they they it's really, like a proud mama moment. For it was you. very yeah. yes <laughs> to see these amazing human beings. Kids be amazing. forgetting along yeah. for once. No, just amazing <laughs> human being. And I think um, opening night was pretty special to stand to be in the audience and see the, the magic happening on stage, and then to see the audience's reaction to it because the audience just stood up afterwards and they they felt like that this was, you know, they gave it a standing ovation. And that was that was really exciting to see that everybody's work had paid off and and that uh, that we were telling a really good story and a really quality story. So I think that was a, a lovely moment. I love that. I like that. It's well, very well, sweet. Well, thank you so much, Allie, for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. And we're back. Uh, Wasn't that fun? That was so much fun. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> it was fun that we got to sit on the stage for those interviews. It was. It, I mean, it was It was not super comfortable. It was But not. that was our own fault. That was our own fault. Um, Nancy kept being like, she's the producer there, right? Yes, the And producer. she kept suggesting that we use chairs or a bench. And Adrian and I were like, no, we're chill. We can sit on the ground. And then we're, we're totally, trying to get up and we're like, uh, and then we realize that we don't stretch enough or sit on the ground very much anymore. And it just was, um, yeah, a little humbling, but well, um, it was really fun to get to talk with them about the show. Oh, so let's get into our star ratings. Would you like to go first with cast? I will. So I'm going to go with a four and a half for this cast. Um, uh, you know what? All in all, this cast was just super sparkly and wonderful. And I'm going to give a couple of shout-outs to Igor. Well, he only gets one. Mr. Mister. Mr. Mister. Mr. Squared. <laughs> uh, I just want to be his friend because of that. Like, yeah. I want to introduce him to people. This is my friend, Mr. <laughs> Mister. He's like a comical Bond character. I just loved his accent change. Like, I wasn't... Oh, yeah. I mean, his... You know, how he goes into that, I go. And then, like, when we're talking to him, he's just, just, just this normal, cool guy. Normal guy. Yeah, self. I just love it. You know? Yeah, no, so I think he did such a great job with his character and just really embraced kind of the goofiness, but still made his character, you know, lovable. And um, I, I don't know, it, it just, he made his character someone that was like a real person, but still like a comic book character at the same time. And I just love that. Uh, love what Michael did with uh, Frankenstein's monster. I uh, think he was hilarious. Um, the Frau. B- bl- is it Blue Her? Mm. <laughs> just nay. <laughs> nay. Um, she, did, she did fantastic um, as well. And let's see, who else? I'm just going to name off some of my faves here. Mm. Um, I also, oh, the people playing the horses, you guys were really funny. They were. Yeah, in that little, like, hayride scene. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing is, like, they were basically 
more or less one scene really featured. Mm-hmm. But they were hilarious in that role, and I really enjoyed it. And there were definitely some people in the ensemble that shone through and that I just really thought um, thought were great. So I'm going to give the cast a four and a half uh, because they really had some some bright stars there that just... And it wasn't just one person. And, I mean, you need that. You can't just have, like, one person that's, like, fabulously dedicated to their role. Um, And this cast is just a ton of them. So, yeah, four and a half. What about you? I also will give them a four and a half. I'm going to copy you. I think my favorites were definitely Igor, Frankenstein, the, you know, the monster. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed Molly's performance of Fra Bluher. Nay. (laughs) Every time you say that name, I just feel like I have to do the, um, you know, you kind of have to go see it to get the joke. But um, I really enjoyed those characters. I'm kind of biased because I just love Molly and I think she's super sweet and talented. She is. And I don't um, know her and I liked it. Yeah. I mean, she just. That's good. Yeah. And, um, of course, Nancy was like, oh, you, do you want to interview Molly? And I was like, no, 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 Molly doesn't want to be interviewed. <laughs> Why doesn't she want to be interviewed? She's very, she's like, doesn't, I don't know. She doesn't like to talk about, you know, like, I, I feel like most theater people enjoy talking about themselves, ourselves included. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I enjoy talking about theater. I don't know. Or I just get, talking, I get what you're about, yeah. Like I think she just doesn't enjoy. She doesn't want to be a self promoter. Yeah, she yeah, doesn't want to. Okay. But but not to say that that's a bad thing. I actually think you know. I mean, I made it sound like it was a bad thing, but it really isn't. Um, I mean, it's fun to talk about our roles and what we put into them. But I think she's just not one of those people. But she did a great job. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Never mind. Just a woman just standing out there casually kind of staring at us. Yeah, she's just probably wondering what we're doing. Anywho, um, I I think standouts for me were also, like, there were certain ensemble members. I mean, Putting on the Ritz was my favorite number. Mm -hmm. It was great, yeah. And you could tell that there were some people in the cast that really were just... I mean, most people look pretty good doing the tap dancing. I know I wouldn't be able to do a tap number like that. No, and they had a lot of people. I'd say 12 to 15 people on stage doing tap and like they actually had some ability in tap it wasn't just they looked crisp on the stage so they did a good job and um yeah i really feel like i mean besides like a few little things there really wasn't any flaws in casting that i thought were worth noting like i felt like everybody did kind of a good job um i loved everybody's character choices i think standout for me out of all of them would have to be the guy who played igor michael what's his name no matthew david Oh, my God. Okay, well, we've established he has some sort of first name. <laughs> I just know his last name's Mr. You guys, I'm just going to really remember Mr. Mr. <laughs> this is not our first time recording this podcast, guys. <laughs> this is it's for just, full transparency. It took a lot to get here today. Yeah, it took a lot to get here today. Oh, our, our fan club went away. Our stalker's gone. Oh, she left. Oh, well, today. goodbye forever. Well. we'll just call him Mr. Mr. I'm sure that's what he wants to go by. <laughs> I, can't, I can't keep it together. Um, okay, uh, we'll move on to theater. Okay. You know what? I am just going to echo. I really did love that putting on the Ritz number mm-hmm. and the tapping. And that, man, good job to the choreographer there, too. Because um, doing choreography that's not painfully simple, but still kept together by all those people, really good job. Definitely. Um, okay, theater. I'm going to go with a 4.2 for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, the... You know, the seats are fine. I actually feel like most of the areas in this theater, wherever you sit, you're going to be okay. 
right. sink. We were on one of the sides, and we were in the back half. And I do, I know we talked about this um, the first time we recorded this podcast. <laughs> Full transparency. That, um, that if you're in the back half of the sides, I think you have a better view than if you were like in rows one through six or something. That might cut off your view of a little bit of the sides of the stage, although right. not massively impacted at all. And this is Saratoga Saratoga Civic Theater, which is also where South Bay Musical Theater performs. Yeah. So I can't remember what we rated it last time when we saw Rent, but... No clue. I guess it would be... No clue. I'm not even <laughs> sure this was my same rating as when we did this podcast a couple days ago. <laughs> a couple days ago. So this is today's rating of it. But the seating's comfortable, and they have a nice little concession stand. They um, Something I know that... I, I don't know if it's actually the theater. I have a feeling it's more the building because I know it's also used for like Saratoga City Council and right. stuff like that. Um, but their lobby is just, you know, like the headshots of the cast and of the production crew and like one poster, but it's not like decked out. Or maybe that's just nobody's wheelhouse in this one. Some theaters have people that are like so creative at like making it almost immersive once you walk into the lobby. South Valley does that a lot too. I feel like every time I go there, the oh, lobby's yeah. very no, decorated. They, they have um, Gloria is one of the main gals there, um, Horta, and she's just like so talented. And like, it's like a volunteer thing too. So it's I a mean. volunteer thing. I mean, they have a budget for it, but like. She does magical things with, you know, what I'm sure is not a big budget for the lobby. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just makes it really cool. And then, like, all of their concessions and stuff are, like, themed around whatever the show is, you know, type thing. So I I like that. Um, So, I mean, this really, it's not like a make or break it for me for any any theater. But I like it when it's there because I just feel like it's another extension of the performance and the, you know, the artistic experience that you have as a theater goer. Definitely. but then again, I am I like I have a gut feeling that this is not the company necessarily. That this is the Saratoga and the Chamber of Commerce is not allowing them to you know fully decorate or yeah. especially because it's a shared space. And once again, they have like a total of four bathrooms there, so stalls. Stalls, yeah. yes, like in the whole theater. <laughs> yeah. So that is that is something like if you go there and you have to go to the bathroom at intermission, you need to power walk and just elbow people to get out of your way because otherwise, like, I didn't I didn't have to go bad at intermission or anything, but there mm. was a long line, and I was not going to see Act 2 if I stood in that line. Yeah, the bathroom situation is a little troubling, but you know what's not troubling is huh. parking. Parking's great, guys. <laughs> we love the parking at Saratoga Civic Theater. Oh, um, what I'll, about you? What do you give in the theater? Yeah, I'll also give it a 4, okay. or I think you did a 4.2 or whatever, but I'll give it a 4. So... I would say sitting on the side is actually, I thought it was going to be worse, but Mm -hmm. it actually wasn't. And I I think I might have actually preferred it over our, our like really close seats because I I liked being in the second half. I will say that I think the second half of seating there is nice because it's a wide stage. It's a wide stage and you didn't really miss anything being on the side. So my only suggestion is if you do want to sit on the side, sit a little further back and sit closest to the aisle. Mm-hmm. I think we were in the middle of the aisle and it still was fine. Or I'm sorry, the middle of the, um, oh yeah, the middle yeah, of the aisle. We were. And it was fine. But other than that, I feel like, you know, to echo what you said, like the lobby's not very decorated. They do have a, a good concessions selection, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I mean, there's really not much to complain about. It's a it's a fairly nice theater. It's set up and for... And such sweet people in, that work and volunteer there. Great they people really are. that work for that company. Yeah. I mean, from, from Nancy to the, like, the ushers to the people handing out tickets, like, everyone's super nice and chill, and it's not like a, you know, it, it's... 
I don't know. I feel like some theaters we go to and the ushers are very like, do you Aggressive. know where you're sitting? And, yeah. and it's like, yes, I know where I'm sitting. And um, so I don't know. I think just it's a, it's a nice theater. Yeah, no, I so. love it. Okay, so now on to production, which is everything that goes, which is a, which is a big category. Um, I'm going to give them a five. I really thought the production aspect of this was great. The lighting design was beautiful, and um, which is not something you normally yeah. like. No, I mean, it's true. It's true. Um, No, I thought the lighting design was really good. And it was like there was enough changes, especially between scene to scene, but they weren't so, like, aggressive that I guess I noticed it, but I noticed that it was accenting and complementing everything else on stage, and it was not, like, something that was drawing my attention. Um, The costuming I thought was nice, once again, didn't. It wasn't something that I was like overboard, like, oh my God, these are the best costumes I've ever seen in my life. But they all went together really well and um, they were flattering on everyone. For each person. And I think that's hard as a costumer to have a vision of what you want, you know, especially like the ensemble and everything to look like and then fit this on a variety of body shapes and sizes, you know, um, to, to actually make that come in to play I mean and I think West Valley from what I what I've seen in in the show here they do a good job of casting both in this show and we went and saw um oh no rent was S South, South Bay, Bay um but they did a good job of casting like a wide range of people you know yeah um heights shape sizes ethnicities that kind of thing I really um appreciated that because you know I've said this before like when you see ensembles that are all 22 year olds it's not realistic of what like a town looks like, you know? And so I like it when there's different ages and different shapes and sizes. So fantastic on that. Um, Choreography once again was fabulous. And Oh, the sets, the sets were great. They were massive. Yes. Like these were big sets. If you enjoy seeing some huge panels being wheeled on and, and used thoughtfully, um, then you should go see this show because they really did a great job. And I guess the guy, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name right now, did the projections too and like hand painted and animated them. Yeah, as well. and and the the drop down, the yeah. uh, I, I, what do you call those? I feel like we should know this term, but it's one of the it's before the psych. It's something yeah. that comes in front of it. Yeah, it was hand painted by many people. I looked in the program, like many right. people constructed it. Yes, so. it was the one guy's design, but yes, right. I'm assuming that there were... But it gave it kind of that um, storybook feel, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, which I kind of thought was fun and whimsical with it. So yeah, I'm giving I'm giving production a five. What about you? I'm also going to give it a five. Oh, I really, God. really... Copycat, I, copycat. I she always says that. <laughs> um, I want to stress how much how much I appreciated, like, I think my favorite aspect of the production was the live orchestra. Oh yes. Yay. Like, um, shout out to the music director. I think his name is Sean Green. Sean Green. Yeah. Wonderful job. I mean, I think he was actually playing keyboard as well. Um, mm-hmm. and they had two keyboards, but I, I just, Ron from, Bowman did an awesome job. Good yeah, job. Ron. Shout out to Ron. I, I think the, the, and then they said that violinist was from San Francisco or something mm-hmm. like that. They did a wonderful job. I also wanted to, I don't think I said this last time, but the gal who did the costumes, I believe is the gal who did the costumes for like when I did shows at Willow Glen. I think her name's Joanne. Cause her daughter's know. in the show. Her daughter played, oh, um, the, the woman who falls in love with the monster at the end. And, um, hmm. 
Anyways. I don't know. Oh, but, oh, sorry, I'm going to, Christine. That's okay. I forget her last name, but she did the wigs and makeup, and she did a great job Phenomenal job. That. With the monster specifically, mm-hmm. with the green makeup and the prosthetic, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. I think the lighting was awesome. The set was cool because it was like it was simple but not simple. Like at the same time, everything had a purpose. But I was gonna it say wasn't, it wasn't really simple. There was a lot going on there. Yeah, I guess I just meant like you know, like in comparison to some of these other shows that we've seen, um, it, it's simple in the sense where like they would have like two set pieces on the stage. But they weren't just sitting there, like they were being utilized, which was nice yeah. so that, you know... They were doors or stairs or that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't just placed there and then not used or or whatever. I guess I just meant that it, it made the scene look simple, but it also wasn't simple because mm-hmm. of, like, you know, the immersiveness of the story. So... Honestly, that backstage must have been a mess. I, I can imagine. I mean, when there we were, were up there, it wasn't that big of a... I mean, it was a pretty big stage, but... Yeah, but those set pieces were pretty big, and they had enough that I can only think that backstage they had to Tetris those suckers... It was tall, ...in some too. magical way. Yeah. Yeah. So good job. Good job, because we, as audience members, never saw it. So your uh, stage crew was doing an amazing job. The techies were... Definitely. ...doing a great job of making the magic happen and efficiently. Definitely. I mean, all in all, it was a great show. I'm really glad we got to sit down with the cast members after the show, as well as Allie. I think um, I definitely am excited to go back and see. So um, what WVLO, their next show up, I believe, is... um, Is it all shook up? I I think so. So hopefully we we can go back and attend that. Mm -hmm. And... Give them a hopefully a similar <laughs> view. I love Lysander, and I know he's directing. I know it, so. it's so exciting to 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 see him direct and just be yeah. so positive about. It. He's so excited for the show. Yes, he definitely. And I I do want to give a quick shout out while we're talking this week that the 2023 Broadway World San Francisco Bay Area Ooh. Awards are currently live, so you can go on and vote. And I highly encourage you guys to vote because my good old pals at Kinky Boots and City Lights were nominated for, I think it was like, there was about five awards yeah, for Kinky Boots. Um, Barton, Bart. Barton Perry. Barton Perry is in the leading. Oh, for, is he right he now? He is, yeah. He's oh, good. in the leading. He deserves for, it. For um, Best Performer in a Musical. And oh, so, so I good. highly encourage you guys to go there to vote. If you don't know how to vote, um, send us a message and I'll, I'll walk you through the instructions because I really I really want people to win uh, for City Lights. I think everybody poured their heart into it. Bart's nominated. Mm-hmm. Lisa's nominated. Lysander is. And so is Ron oh, for fantastic. the awesome sets. And our lighting designer was nominated as well. So. Oh, great. So definitely the, the voting is live and you should go do that. And what's next week? Games of Foot? Next week we're going to be talking about Games of Foot, uh, which we went to see this last weekend. So yeah, guys, we went to see a straight play and we <laughs> loved it. So shocking I mean, turn of events. In plot twist, <laughs> we enjoyed seeing a straight play. Uh, so here are thoughts about that um, coming up next week, and wishing everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving! All right, see you, suckers. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening. If you liked it, please subscribe so you know when the new episodes arrive. As always, follow me on Instagram at Broadway with AJ for my reviews of all the shows we attend. And feel free to message us if you have a topic you'd like us to discuss on the podcast. Until next time, this was Broadway with AJ and Sarah.